Join UF Hall of Famer and 14-year NFL vet Shane Matthews every weekday as he brings you all you need to know about your Florida Gators, including news, analysis, and opinions with some of the biggest names in sports. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, or watch us live at 8 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning from the Crime Prevention Security System Studios, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's Tuesday. That means we have good old Buddy Martin from the Buddy Martin Show. We're also going to have Kevin Brockway from the Gainesville Sun giving us, uh, he loves college basketball, so we'll get his thoughts on Gator hoops and other stuff going around uh, college basketball. Um, if you missed it last night, the Colts lose at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, I guess that was about it. And I know there was a ton of basketball going on. Uh, but let's go to the Titanmore hotline. And we're joined by the man, the myth, the legend of the Buddy Martin Show. Buddy Martin. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning. I'm on Shane. It's, uh, it's time for the two Ps. Okay. It's time for the portal and the pitch. The pitch uh-huh. today, remember, is not baseball. It's where they're playing soccer. And you've heard of that sport. And this is bigger than anything we've ever done, in, including Super Bowls in this country. Uh, around the world, as you know, it is the international game. So I'm going to watch it, Shane. Are you? Buddy, I'll be honest. I have not watched one minute of the World Cup. Am I not an American? Well, you know, Shane, you're a sportsman, okay? And you like all sports. And, look, you got to come around to this way of thinking. While you may not think it's important or like it, and I'm not a huge soccer fan, okay, look, it's something that's so big you can't ignore it. No, I get it. I get it. Um, What time do we play? One o'clock. Okay. Look, I'm not not the expert here. I'm just telling you what I think I know. Are we going to win that much? We have not won yet, right? Correct. Uh, lost to Wales in the first game and uh, tied England, which was a bit of an upset. You know, so zero zero. Now I'm not a fan of any game that where it has has no scores. But um, heck, in Wales, the Wales game, I understand that the the score, the one goal they made, uh, it was the first one in eight years for the U.S. I like that offense. Uh, so you're an offensive guy. I'm an offensive guy. We like to see the scores. Uh, but you can't ignore the spectacle of it. It's really something. And uh, today is either they win or go home. And and um, are we favored to win today? Uh, I don't know that. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know well, that. Andy says. Andy, Andy says, knows everything. He'll know. He'll know. Andy says, if the if uh, the matchup ends in a zero 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 tie. I guess they call that a draw. Both teams Double should be draw. eliminated. Right. I don't know if right. he's saying that or if he's stating, or stating it. Daniel says the game actually starts at 2 Eastern, 1 p.m. coverage okay. starts. Okay, well, that's I'm just going by the promos. Yeah, so it's good to have you. You got the information. People, Shane, people follow you. They're international fans, Shane. They're not oh, they're narrow-minded no people who just think about college football like us. These people, they, they're global in their thinking. So if Andy or Daniel. <laughs> or whatever, don't know it, then I don't know who does. So <laughs> you're right about that. Um, all right, buddy. Um, obviously, I was on your show last night. 
I want to talk to you. I got a couple things I want to bring up. But first, let's just go and recap your thoughts on what happened in Tallahassee. The season is over. Gators are going bowling. We don't know where yet. We'll find out Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, just what did you think about the game? Exhausting. <laughs> it's been an that. exhausting season, exhausting game. And it's just what you talked about, which is <clears throat> the nature of the beast, the inconsistency. We all drives us crazy. You get your hopes up. They, oh, they're going to do this. You get a spectacular play. And they, oh, they got it. And then they don't got it. And it's back and forth. Imagine what it must be like for Billy Napier and, and the coaching staff to know that you have the potential to come out there and throw three touchdown passes in the first half. But then you abandon the running game, which has been so good to you. Uh, and that third quarter did them in. Uh, so uh, it was a tough loss, as I wrote in my column on Gator Bait. Don't forget, may I say, don't forget Gator Bait. It's where you have a lot of good writing and a lot of good reporting. And the thing is that is, is that this team, and you said it when the season started, this is a 6-6 six and six season. Seven wins would be a great season, whatever it may be. But when you beat Utah, you kind of expect more you know, after the season. It's like going out and scoring 28 points in, in the first quarter, and then you're supposed to win, right? So you thought they, and then, of course, we know the story of Kentucky, and we know the disappointing. The, the thing about it is the upside is is the effort was there. Billy was proud of the effort, you know, but you can't live off of moral victories. <clears throat> and, and so it's the new thing to say, well, we did everything right. We practiced and we prepared and we executed, whatever, but we didn't get the result we wanted. That's called losing. I mean, you can't, you can't cover that up. And the one thing I love about the HBC, your coach was, he didn't sugarcoat it. If you lost, you lost. That was it. And I understand Billy's trying to build something here. The portal, this is going to be crazy the next couple of weeks. Shane, we're going to be, we're going to have so many reports on this guy, that guy, whatever. It's, I've never been around college. You think recruiting day is crazy? I mean, my gosh, already you're having, you know, you got two quarterbacks out there. Florida reporting is interested in I don't know. We don't know. Who are they? Well, Sims and Hartman, apparently, I guess, I'm hearing, but I don't know that. Nobody Who's Sims? Sims is a quarterback from Georgia Tech. Oh, God, there, there's no way in hell we go after him. Okay, well, no that's way. one of the reports I'm reading, so that, I don't that, know. Well, whoever reported that, tell them to call me. Okay, if, I'm well, telling let you right me ask now, you. Let me ask you. You're the expert. Who are they going after? I don't know. I have zero. Uh, Sam Hartman can play. Jeff Sims can't play a lick. Mm-hmm. Can't play a lick. If we, if we recruit him... I got serious concerns. I know who serious. you want. You want Kate McNamara from Michigan. He's in the portal. I, know, I don't know anything about him. I've seen Sam Hartman play. I think he's a damn good player. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I'm telling you right now, buddy, if it's Jeff Sims, oh, oh I don't know. I will, Again, I'm just I will like, raise hell. All right. Well, all right. well, look, I mean, tell us. You're the one. Don't be asking me about it. I don't know. Uh, he's, just, he, I, I don't know the kid. I've seen him play. He okay. cannot play. Well, maybe he's expressed Sanders. I don't know, Shane. It's going to be so hard to report this story. I'm no, a no, reporter. No, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just stating a fact that Jeff Sims cannot play high-level Division One quarterback. Okay, I take your word for it. You know about that, yeah. uh, McNamara. You must you know a little bit of because you kind of know you know a little about him. You talked about him. Well, asked. he took his his he played he took his team to the 14 playoff last year at Michigan. Lost his job to JJ McCarthy. Uh, I mean, he's probably a big, strong-armed Michigan-looking quarterback. Don't know much about him. Well, he was, um, a, but it, there was a but tw- out of the guys that you've stated right there, 
Yeah. I know Luke Altmaier <laughs> from Ole Miss has put his name in the hat. Okay. But from the guys that you mentioned, there's only one guy and only one guy only. That's Sam Hartman. Don't even waste our time on those other dudes. All right, McNamara, by the way, just so you know, I did a little homework for you, Shane, because you always ask me these questions. I'm unprepared to answer. Uh, he's the number 253 prospect in 2019. He originally committed to Notre Dame, all right? He flipped to Michigan. Uh, he didn't see any any action at all his first year. He played in four of the ten games in 2020 after replacing starter Joe Welton. So, so anyway, uh, that's yeah. what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm. Yeah, I'm, Tom, Tony says here on Facebook Live, brought to you by Mel Law. Sam stinks. He should be at Georgia State. Okay. Yeah, that he needs to go down and play at like. Georgia State, Georgia Southern, somewhere. Yeah. He, he, I don't know about the portal. I'm not. A, I don't know anything. No, about no. I know. I but I, I will. T- and I don't watch tape. I watch games. And you can watch. I've watched Georgia Tech play enough games when he got benched, buddy. And then mm-hmm. when Jeff Collins got fired, because that's why Jeff Collins got fired, in my opinion. Probably got him fired. Huh? He hung his hat on this kid, mm-hmm. and they couldn't win any games. So a lot of quarterbacks have gotten coaches fired over the years. Yeah. And he did. Trust me. Then they changed quarterbacks, and Georgia Tech has played pretty damn good since then. Um, so, anyway, uh, oh Lord, you made my you made my blood pressure rise right there, buddy. Holy cow! I got nothing on this, Shane. I know I'm you sure. don't, but like, just I got to explain to you. Somebody reported it. They need I, to look. Go there's watch a lot of football. things being reported. That's a problem. Is that journalists like me don't have a source to go to? There's nowhere to go to get information. So we're just when you get into speculation, I don't know. I know what I like, and you don't like it. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Anthony stay another year. I know there's two sides of that. And if he doesn't, then what do you do? Does Kitten deserve a shot before you get, go get sand? I don't know. That's no, no, no. Here's really- the deal. Here's the deal. Foot- College football is exactly like pro football now, and it's it's like in the NBA when they put these dream teams together. Okay, so here's the deal. And we're going to stay on that note. Let me ask Chris here. Chris says, Shane, do we really need a rent a QB next year? Why not just make Rashad of the guy from yeah, day one and yeah. get him ready for you? That's nah, a little too early for a rookie, but I guess. Yeah, because here's the deal. We don't, we, Rashad has got a lot of hype. I get it. And maybe he turns into a great player, but people are bitching and complaining because they see what, I still don't think LSU is a very good football team, but they're playing for the SEC championship. I get it. They look at USC. It's a different deal because Lincoln Riley took a quarterback from the place that he left who is an elite, elite. He was the number one quarterback in America, and now he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. But people want instant gratification, and I get it. I do too. So if it just takes one year, I don't care. Get the right guy to go win games. And if it's one and done, I have zero problem with it. The days of, like, building – and put, giving young kids time are over. They're, they're over. You don't have time to waste. That's just my opinion. Um, but uh, let's see here. There was another other – Coaches don't have the time. They could be fired in two jo- years. Joseph yeah. says, Shane, would you rather have AR or Jeff Sims? It ain't even close. Okay. It ain't even close. I All right, so, so we know how you feel about Sims. And, and here's the thing. Do you? Have a, I, I have not confirmed this report. Again, I'm just reading stuff like everybody else is. I have but the report out of South Carolina that Spencer Rattler is transferring, going to Nebraska, playing for his old OC. Uh, Matt Rule's there, the OC, apparently OC coach Spencer Rattler. 
that'd be devastating. South Carolina had two of the great weeks of the season of any team. I mean, the wins they put together these last two weeks have been remarkable, uh, especially the Clemson game. And so, so it's a rather if he goes, that's three teams in three years, isn't it? And, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think. Uh, I, I looked into that last night when you talked about it. Yeah, what do you I, say? I follow a couple, like Keith Klein, who was in Gainesville a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know Keith, yeah. Okay, I meant to text him, but I looked at his Twitter. He didn't have anything reporting on it. And okay, well, he would he's know. Close, he's a good reporter. He's he started out right here in Ocala working for us, you know, and sports right. talk Keith did. So I, I don't think that's legit because that coordinator, mm-hmm. this is the first time Spencer Rattler's played for that coordinator. Okay. He, he came from the Carolina Panthers, so – I don't yeah. know who that was false reporting, but it could happen. It could happen. Um, Cliff says, I see smoke coming out of Shane's ear. I'm telling you right now, buddy, if that happens, oh, they may have to find another color radio guy. No, don't be making comments like that. <laughs> yeah, here you are, got the world by the tail, and you're playing, you're coaching, and you're, you're starting a show, and you got all this stuff going on. You're cool. I know, but, but I, I'll, I will. But don't I will, get no, I don't want to hear you say that. I don't want to hear it, you say that. Well, he needs to go to like Troy or somewhere like okay. that. Okay, all right, all right, I get it. All right, like I said, it's Sorry, nothing, I against, it nothing against it. nothing I against know. the kid, nothing against the kid. But if anybody's watched him play at Georgia Tech, yeah. they do not want him. Okay, here. Take your word for it. You come in. Um, are you in the market to buy or sell your home, Darling? We'd be a realtor, Caldwell Banker, MM Paris, providing you fast, friendly, reliable service. Call her today at three five two five six two fourteen eleven to help your dreams come true. All right, so we talked about last night. Um, you know, it looks – I mean, I'm very confident that Anthony's going to go into the draft. I think he should. I think it's an opportunity for him to get drafted in the first round. He can get to that program. They can start trying to teach him how to play quarterback because that's what the NFL guys think they can do. But mm-hmm. it, he, he won't have to worry about anything else. He don't have to worry about going to school class. He doesn't have to worry about people bothering him. He can just focus on playing football. Um, but you would like to see him come back, correct? Well, I, I think, uh, look, this is how I always start in the building staffs and sports writing and whatever. That was my thing. <clears throat> I take the best talent. Take the best talent I could get with the, the, the most experience. But I always like to start with talent. What is the upside of the player? Okay, what is possible? What's the upside of the reporter and writer? What could he or she be, you know, if they were properly coached and given opportunities? And, and he was coached well, by the way. So I'm thinking, who could come in here right now and have a bigger upside than Anthony? And I say nobody. Okay, nobody could. So so does that mean it's best for him to stay? No. But if you let me crack the door 5%, Shane, at least, and say, well, as Franz said last night, Franz Beard, what if he drops to the fourth round? Which I don't think he's going to do, but what if he falls no. to the fourth round? He'd be crazy to go. Um, right, but I, I don't know how that's going to be possible. Um, well, okay, but you're, you're but the other thing the unknown too is, like I am, so we don't know. I mean, when, when they have these these meetings and these projections, yeah. I mean, you've not seen one person. Now, once he declares, he's done. That's the thing. Yeah. Now, well, once he hires an agent, right? Uh, well, nowadays, I don't know. Um, but what I'm saying though is, once you put your name in the draft, right, and you know they they have back, these people. Yeah. We think you're going to be you know top ten or top twenty five mm-hmm. or first two rounds. 
and then you get drafted in the fourth round, there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. You can't go right. back to school. So I, I just don't I don't see um I, I just don't believe how he's not a first round draft All right, because, right. because the, the the pro scouts are going to see him in shorts, in private workouts, and at the yeah. combine and all those type of things. Only takes one. Only and takes they're going to fall in love with him. Yeah. They're going to fall in love with him. That's um, your prediction. Okay, I'll take your yeah. word for it. Well, if no, I were no, going to bet you, and say, uh, let's put a thousand dollars on it. Uh, does he go in the first round or not? Yes, you're going. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, because I just know how that league works. <laughs> yeah. Well, it only takes one general manager to fall in love with you. That's all. And, and, yeah. and, and that, you can go 25th. I looked it up, and um, uh, last year's first quarterback taken uh, made, made a lot of money. Uh, Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, played well last night. Uh, so, so I mean, if he goes 25th, he's going to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He's going to make a multi-millionaire if he, if he, if he, if he stays in Florida next year. Uh, so he's got yeah, here, here's 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 where I like to go back to because I, I get people want him to come back. They think he needs more time and all that, and and maybe that makes you a better player. Maybe it doesn't. You know, I'm I, I can my eyes tell me that he's going to be inconsistent. That's who he is. But it, mm-hmm. that could change. But my biggest concern if he comes back is what I said on your show. I think it was your show last night. Maybe Steve's show. You don't know. You use so many shows. You have no I idea know. what you said. My biggest concern is the biggest concern from the Gator fans. What have they complained about when it comes to Anthony Richardson? Not running the ball. Not running the football. So my my point is, if he's not running the football this year, what the hell makes y'all think he's going to well, run the football? Well, don't you have this? to have that conversation if you're the coach? You know, we want to bring you back. We're going to, we want to do more RPOs. We, got, we want you to carry at least six times. I mean, that's the conversation you have if a guy's coming back. But you can't tell me if Anthony Richardson says, I want to come back, that brother's going to say, no, you need to go ahead and go to the NFL. No, and you're not saying that either. Just to clarify, people think you hate Anthony. You don't. You're more familiar with him than we are because you coached against him in, in high school, and I get it. But still, I love the upside. I'm always a guy. I look back at it historically, Shane. I saw you play. I saw Steve Spurrier play. I'm not an expert. But I've seen every Florida quarterback for the last 55 years, all right? I've seen him. Now, do I know anything about quarterback? No, I played at high school, low level. But I can say this, I, I know about history. And I mean, he's in a handful of players that, uh, as a quarterback position, that, that I've never – I think of the greatest upside of any players I've seen in Florida, and I've seen them all. So why wouldn't you, well, if you got a chance, if you're out there beating your brains out to recruit a guy – where you want to bring him in to make your team better, why wouldn't you at least open the door and say, you know what, if we had Anthony one more year, look at what we could do if things went the right way, if we could coach him up. And that's how coaches have to think. But really the ball's in Anthony's court. He'll be there. Well, they do, but they do. But but it all comes back to the best thing he does is run the football. Well, and then the they're going to call the plays and they run the football then. Well, my question is, why didn't we do it this year with him? He, he was know. banged up. He was banged up. I think he left the game five times this year mm-hmm. uh, during different games. That that that's what I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, is he is he the most talented yeah. from a from a skill standpoint at the quarterback position? Probably. I mean, but you know, dunking basketballs and running forties and how far you can throw it have zero mm-hmm. to do with how you play quarterback. 
right. I, my, my, that's that. My only concern if he comes back is we're going to be sitting here questioning Anthony. Why didn't you run the football against Kentucky? Why didn't you? You know that that's my only concern um, because I don't understand why people think if he comes back it's going to be any different. Could I be wrong? Yes. You beat me down, Shane. You beat me down. Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not even, talk, I'm not even talking to you, buddy. I'm talking to everybody of, of the people that text me daily, the people yeah. that ask me questions. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. All right, buddy. All right. Let, me, um, let me get some of these text messages here. Um, it's the, the pitch, Shane. Two o'clock, the pitch. Going to be at the pitch and cutter. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not sure. calling it Qatar anymore. I'm calling it cutter. So yeah, Chris uh, says, Chris says you aren't going to consistently win if your QB is running the football all the time. I agree. Um, now, wait a minute. You can't have it both ways. You can't criticize us for not running the ball and then say, you don't want to run it too much. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. That's the game right now, Shane. That's how it's played. The running quarterback is what the NFL's looking for. I think you're frozen, Shane, whatever. Or is it me? I don't know. What's that? Oh, you frozen? Look like you were frozen. I don't know. There, there's a time, like a certain period of time on my show every day that yeah. like for a minute it freezes. I don't know why. Yeah. No, I don't either. Um, probably somebody's hacking into my internet <laughs> somewhere. Um, Chris from Cottondale on the Titan yeah. text line says, does Buddy now understand what you and I have been going through in regards to the QB inconsistencies after the FSU game? Or is he still praying every night that AR comes back? Uh, what do you mean God you and he are going through with? Who is he? This is Chris in Cottonville. He says, thank God, buddy's not our head ball coach. Yeah, well, thank God you're not the head ball coach, Chris, okay? Yeah. Um, this is from uh, Daryl. He says, Shane, my wife and I went through a fast food fast food drive through last night, and the line was slow. I told my wife fast food restaurants are like football sometimes. It's the players, not the coaches. <laughs> That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, pretty everybody, good. everybody needs to run their program like Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I go for that. All right, let's go see. For we that. got one more text here. Matt from Mariana. Matt from Mariana on the Titan MR text line says, mm-hmm. nine, of 20, 9 of 29 passing is the reason we lost to the semis. Not play calling, not time management. I'd rather have a less physically talented quarterback who's accurate and reads the field. I'm very yeah. encouraged by the progress I've seen at the line of scrimmage. The offense yeah. line is much improved, and over the last three games, I've seen improvement on the D-line. I'm yeah. very encouraged by the progression this season. All right, look, who's winning? The guys are the best quarterbacks, okay? So don't come crying to me when you have a quarterback playing next year. You're down 21 to nothing. They can't get you back in the game. I don't want to hear about it, all right? All you people say, well, we don't. You, be careful what you wish for. You want talent or you want someone who's smart, consistent. You want Shane Matthews who knows how to run a game team and game, whatever. Those quarterbacks don't fall off the back of, of, of turnip trucks, folks. They just don't. When you get one, you better use him and you better max him. So I don't want to hear you complain to bitch about the quarterback after this year, okay? You got a guy with mega talents, and all you want to do is complain about it. Shame on you. Um, Chris says, Stetson Bennett doesn't run. Bryce Young doesn't run. You don't need a QB who runs. You need a QB yeah, okay. who can throw. So How come the Chris, NFL is looking everywhere for quarterbacks that run then? No, 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 no. They're looking for guys that have running ability at well, times. Not, well, okay, they can run. But well, what do you want to call it? Well, they're, they're, I mean, I could run, buddy, but I never ran. I mean, I ran a four six in college, but I did. I had I had seventy something yards rushing one game against Tennessee. Um, but we weren't asked to run. But the game today is it's not 
calling run plays. It's if things break down, can you make things happen with your legs? I only need I only need my quarterback with four or five runs a game. Um, FSU like had a pretty good one with pretty good legs on on, Saturday, on Friday night. That was Jordan. FSU had a one that could run pretty well on. Yeah, he Friday had a night. great thrower. We just he was the best player on the field. So yeah, he was. Um, yeah. All right, buddy, let's switch gears real quick because I want to get your thoughts um, on some of the coaching hires. Yeah. Um, Luke Fickle goes to Wisconsin. Mike, what do you think about Hugh Freeze going all? I'm conflicted because we're overlooking the fact that he cheated and that he was an embarrassment to the game of college football. Now, I believe in second chances and third chances. I believe in the rehabilitation. I think I don't believe that Hugh Freeze will do what he did at Ole Miss. And I heard that, and I already heard all the, all those jokes starting. We mentioned last night, uh, uh Auburn went from a, what was that line? He went from a, uh, uh, what escort to an escort from a what was a Mercedes escort? I don't know, whatever. But then people say, well, will there be dancing girls on the fly on the goalpost or whatever? And he's going to have to live that down because there's no doubt. Let's don't forget the documented evidence why he quit. It was he had a escort service for his first players. All right, I don't and know. If, a, I don't know if his first players. That was for him. No. No. Uh, the, I, we don't. I mean, all I know is that he that they found the the five I'm talking about it yesterday, and and they had a reporter on talked about it. Remember the fact that they, they that, that they had covered it up at Ole Miss. Everybody said, "Oh, he didn't do it." That was all on. Uh, what's the guy that was there back then? Back before him, you know the coach there. I can't think of his name. You know, went to the Arkansas. Coach before him was. Um, are you talking about uh, Bill, Bobby Petrino? No, 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 no. The other coach that was was there at Ole Miss. Yeah, he was at yeah. Uh, it was Houston Nut. Houston Nut. They all tried to blame it on Houston Nut. That oh, that was that wasn't him. That was Houston Nuts, right? And they almost got away with it until somebody found the phone records where Hugh Freeze had called the escort service escort service numerous times, and they brought it out, and he and Hugh Freeze resigned. Okay, now look. I mean, we've all made mistakes in our life. I, I think he's a really good football coach. Maybe he's rehabilitated. That's fine, uh, and move on. But we can't just wink at these things. Oh, well, that, that really didn't count. I mean, that wouldn't anything. It was pretty egregious. So uh, I do think that he would have been happy to stay at Liberty. I think he was pretty happy there. So uh, I, I would say. So my thoughts are that they got a good coach. The rest of it has to take care of itself. Like somebody said, it don't matter anymore about morals. It don't matter anymore about rules. It's a whole new deal. They got a coach. You got a good one, I think. I think the Luke Fickle hire at Wisconsin might have been really good. Whoever's putting the rumors out about Irving going to Cincinnati, I ain't buying it for a second. I know his son's there. I know that's where he came from. So there's going to be a lot of jockeying around with coaches. Now the question is, what's the next shoe to fall? Who else is it going to be hired? This is the time of year when we hire coaches, we fire coaches, we picked bowl games, and now we got to add on the portal. We got a lot of all-season reporting to do, Shane. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. All right, so have you heard who South Florida's going to hire? I think that's a sleeping giant if they hire the right coach. I heard heard names, but I don't know of anybody that would be who is going to replace Jeff Scott. You know, um, we also know that uh, the Florida Atlantic got fired their coach, and Taggart, I hear, may go to Miami. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors going on, but I think – I don't know who the final thought would be. I know people talking about John Gruden. That's not going to happen, et cetera. So and this, let me tell you something. Have you looked at the NFL coaches lately? 
They look like they're younger than you, Shane. Well, they're, younger, they're way younger than me. They're in I mean, their 30s. I know. I know. And this I'm is going to be. My 50s, be, buddy. I know. Well, that's young to me. Okay. You got to remember, it's all relevant. My point is, you got so many young coaches who are coaching programs successfully. Who knows who's out there? Take a shot. Go find somebody. Apparently, NFL thinks if you're over 35, you're, you've aged out. They're hiring these babies and they're doing well, by the way. So why do we stick to the same old names? Be a little creative. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Chris says here on Facebook Live, uh, he says Freeze was calling the escort service for himself, not the players. Okay, well, uh, I don't know that. I just know and, that there was an escort service calling him. And then he says that Dion should be hired by USF. I, I agree. I think it would be a perfect fit. That's If, if I'm any of the – <clears throat> if I'm any of the schools going after Dion, I think that's the only one that makes sense um, because it's not a major university. I think he's still got a lot to prove, but I would, I, I do think uh, USF would be that would that would make that that I on uh, war on I four very very exciting for sure. What do you think? Um, what you got to worry about, Shane? Real quick, is that you, you got to give be careful. Don't let these schools reload on you. Now UCF is getting better. Now if USF gets somebody, because there's only so many players to go around, and if you're trying to build a wall around Gainesville to get the players, every player you lose to UCF or USF, and you do lose a few, hurts your program. So, and and now the FSU's back in again. Well, FSU's back in the game again. They got some guys they're recruiting. It's getting more intensive. Can Florida do it? Well, I'll put it this way: they got a hundred million dollar facility that you've been bitching about for a year, for five years. They got that. Got a hundred coaches, you know, uh, support staff, whatever you want to call them. They got a big budget, and they got the right guy. They better get the right results. Yeah, it's just gonna, I, that's why I think we need fifteen players minimum in the transfer portal. And, I would say uh, they need twenty. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't think you just get them just to get them, but I hope you can get fifteen quality quality players to come. What do in you and think play. you're looking for besides a QB? You damn best available. If you can play, I guarantee you, even if there's a running back sitting there that they think can help the football team, they'll give them a scholarship. Uh, that's that's where they are right now. You want to build depth. You want to sign as many good players as you can. Um, like that kid that's in the transfer portal supposedly out of Missouri, the wide receiver that had like 700-something yards, I'd give him a call. Now, he may not fit their system. He may not be what they want. I, we don't know what they want, but I do know this. Boy, I hope it ain't Jeff Sims. Um, so we we shall see. Uh, buddy, before we let you go, real quick, your Heisman Trophy top three right now. Well, we talked about this last night. Um, I, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going to just forget about the guy who won it last year. Okay, he's still playing at a high level. Um, um, I think I think Caleb Williams is the guy. I think he's a slam dunk, and then throw in any other name you want to. I think Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy. You can write his name on it now. He would have to bomb out completely this weekend to not be uh, to get the trophy. So that's who I'd pick. I don't even know who would be third. Throw it in them you want to. Doesn't really matter. Those are the two guys. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, Bryce Young's had an unbelievable year. Uh, it's a shame because uh, I think the kid, I think the world of that kid. He's not going to win a national championship, and he's he's the best quarterback they've ever had. But that's that's the that's the yeah, luck boy. of the draw. Yeah. Luck of the draw. But he yeah. is. Uh, He's a really good player. Lauren says it was love it. The wide receiver from Missouri can play. Yes, he can. It'll be interesting okay. to see where he ends up. He'll probably end up at USC. 
would be my guess. Um, buddy, good stuff as always. Who you got on your program tonight? Well, I don't have you tonight. I had you last night. You were great. Um, we've got tonight, we've, uh, we've got David Whitley, who was one of my favorites. He's a very good writer, columnist. Um, we have Graham Hall. Um, and we'll have uh, Lauren uh, Meadows, the coach. We're going to talk ball tonight. So to the Senate at 9 o'clock. And uh, a lot of you people who watch Shane's show, watch our show. We appreciate that. So good luck. I'm talk a little hoops. Find out what happened to this team, Shane. Man, well, they, they fell off they the face of the well. earth. Yeah, we'll see what Kevin has to say. Buddy, appreciate your time, my man. All right, Shane. Take care, Phil. That's Buddy Martin. Join us on the Titan Heart Line. Take a quick time out. Come back. Talk a little Gator Hoops with Kevin Brockway of the Gainesville Sun. You're watching and listening to Pot Up Matthews in the morning. We want to take this moment to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. Our premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Titan MRI, Gainesville's only locally owned and operated MRI facility. Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Peachland Dental, Gator Nation's first choice for dentistry in Port Charlotte. Comfort Temp, comfort is our business, peace of mind is our promise. QC Kinetics, live pain-free with QC Kinetics. Our gridiron sponsors are Auto ER, UF Bookstores, Celebration Point Town Center, Chris Doring Mortgage, Silverback Concrete Co., Ruse Ogre State Farm Insurance, Doreen Weeby Realtor Caldwell Banker M.M. Parish. Our touchdown sponsors are Campus USA Credit Union, Adams Rib Company, Gator Dominoes, Celebrate Primary Care, Gator Bait Media, Okito America, Style Cuts, Ironwood Golf Course, Big Mills Cheesesteaks, MB Listing, McDonald's of Gainesville, 84 Lumber, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Avra and Smith, Dowling Signs, Baker's Sporting Goods, Silver Cube Billiards and Sports Bar. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, visit potupwithshane.com and click the Advertise button. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the show. If you like what we are doing here, make sure you follow us and support the businesses that support us. Welcome back to the Crime Prevention Security System Studios, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Celebration points where the Gators go to celebrate with premium brands like Bass Pro Shops, International Diamond Center, Regal Cinemas, Dave & Buster's, Nike, Wawa, The Gadget Guys, and the HBC's restaurant, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, now selling head beer, Coach American Lager, in, in draft and 16-ounce cans. We'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. Now we're going to head to the Titan More Highline. We're joined by Gainesville Suns, Kevin Brockway. Good morning, Kevin. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm doing well. Um I'll get your thoughts on football here in a minute. But first, let's talk basketball. You're a basketball guy. You cover the Gators. Uh, Obviously, you you didn't make the trip to uh, Portland, but obviously watched it. Uh, Just not a very good outing. Uh, They go one and two out there. Just give me your overall thoughts. Yeah, a lot of problems uh, on the defensive end, I think, especially. um, And uh, just not, you know, the West Virginia game, not strong enough for the basketball. I thought that was exposed. Uh, pretty badly. Um, Colin Castleton gets in foul trouble. Um, you know, it's interesting. This staff with uh, with analytics um, has an interesting thought about, you know, bringing guys back with two fouls. They feel like, you know, you, you lose production if you sit a guy for the rest of the half. But it, it really obviously backfired on him when, when Colin Castleton got called for that, you know, moving screen. He got the third foul. He only played 18 minutes in the game. And he's your bell cow. And when you see he's not on the floor – 
the offense uh, really uh, kind of deteriorates, and and that that you know that that's a big problem right now. Um, it, it's it's interesting right now what's going on with Kwesi Reeves. Uh, you know, we're going to get Todd Golden later today to find out that situation. I think Trey Bonham certainly gave him a spark the first two games of the tournament, but uh, kind of leveled off that third game. So a, a lot of questions right now, and you know, four and three team, and I think this is a big uh, a big turning point, but. The good news in college basketball, Shane, is that uh, unlike football, an early loss doesn't cripple you. I, I mean, I remember you know one year covering the Gators when uh, they lost to Jacksonville early in the season, and they made a run to the Elite Eight. So there is time to get this righted, but uh, right now it's been kind of a rocky start for Todd Golden. Yeah, and you mentioned you know defensive issues. You know, I think back to you know the Gator Nation was so upset with you know Mike White who slowed games down tried to play good, hard defense. Um, this is just totally opposite right now. We didn't we didn't shoot the ball very well against West Virginia, but they're going to have to lock down a little bit better on defense, as you mentioned. Yeah, no question. And, um, you know, this isn't a very laterally quick team. I think that's being exposed right now. You don't have a lot of – you know, you don't really have a guy on the perimeter that can really lock someone down, and that really hurts in today's game. I mean – the closest thing they have to that is Will Richard. I mean, he's okay. He's probably their best perimeter defender. But you really need on the perimeter a lot of those kind of, you know, 3 and D guys that can go out there and really lock you down. And that that's what's really missing from this team. And it's 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 really being exposed. It's being showed. I mean, you go back to the FAU game and the 13 three-pointers there. Um, and part of that is, you know, you've, you've got to make teams uncomfortable from the perimeter. That's just today's game because you have so many – great shooters and the three-point line is really the great equalizer in college basketball um so uh so that's something that needs to be honed it needs to be developed and uh you know niles lane maybe could be that guy but then he's very limited offensively so right now there's just kind of uh some holes on this roster that needs to be addressed and i think too this is interesting um if you look at the teams that are playing well in november you look at teams like purdue um, teams that have continuity, I think and that's the other issue too. You know, you got a lot of move, moving parts, you got a lot of new transfers, and it looks good on paper when you bring in some of these guys. But sometimes it takes time to gel as well on the court when you bring in that many people uh, from from the outside. And uh, so I, I think that uh, you know you, you would hope if you're a Gator fan that by January, February, and March, uh, those pieces start to mesh a little better. We got a text and a Facebook Live, one from Bob, one from Andy. They're kind of about the same thing. Uh, the text is real long. It's basically from Bob saying, I feel like Colin Castleton only plays and puts up points against less inferior opponents, whereas Andy says, Kevin, does this team go the way Castleton plays? Can you elaborate on that? I, you know, I'm basically the text is saying they don't feel like Castleton's playing well against the, the better teams. Yeah, well, I think, too, it's, you know, the the physical matchups and stuff. And here, here's another thing, too. I think Castleton needs a little help around him in terms of uh, the front line. I mean, C.J. Felder and Alex Fudge are two guys. And I think Fudge has the higher upside, the higher athletic ability. But neither guy has been very productive. And, uh, you know, a, a good center can play off a good four-man really well. Uh, you know, I saw that last year in Indiana with Trey Jackson Davis and Race Thompson. Um, so you, I think you need, uh, he, he needs a little help up there in the front, you know, scoring, rebounding, taking some pressure off him. And, 
you know, otherwise you're going to get into some foul trouble and, and fatigue. But I think Colin Castleton has proved in the SEC that he's been productive. So he's gone up against big guys in the SEC and he's, you know, produced and he's been good. But this might just be a spell, might be a slump. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think that it's necessarily a case of him always being unproductive uh, against, against bigger guys because I think he's proved that in the SEC. So, Kevin, let me ask you this. You talk to a lot of basketball people and probably a lot of basketball fans reach out to you. And it's only been seven games, but, you know, it's year one for Todd Golden. Um, and then it's year one for Billy Napier. You know, fans want instant gratification. Um, do you think this basketball team, even with all the transfers, which I thought they had to have, um, can they get this thing turned around and hit it in the right direction? I mean, I think that they can, you know, be a team that's on the bubble of the tournament. I mean, I think that's their ceiling right now. Um, and I still think that's their ceiling. But, it, you know, a, a really interesting game is going to be December 7th when uh, UConn comes here because Connecticut's playing at a really high level right now. They won the other bracket of, of the Phil Knight tournament out there. They're a top 10 team now. So that presents an opportunity, right? Because they come down here, sometimes college basketball on the road, you see it a lot, you know, teams, young teams travel, the shooting background's a little different. So that it's it's an opportunity, I think, for Florida to get a statement win, but they're going to have to come with the right mindset. That's that's really kind of, you know, the next goal. You, you want to get right in these next two games, uh, Florida A&M and Stetson. And I'll tell you what, Donnie Jones, you know, he used to be assistant at Stetson. He's bringing a kid in here, Luke Brown, who I saw in Indiana a couple of years ago. He put up 27 on Florida State. He challenged Damon Bailey's scoring record. He's a nice, crafty player. He's going to be an interesting guy to watch on Sunday and someone that Florida is going to have to be mindful of and, and keep from getting going. Um, speaking of Florida state, I mean, I, I, I believe they have a bunch of people hurt. I think they have one guy suspended, but I was flipping through the channels over the holidays and, and watched a little bit of them. They look like a team that they just picked up off the street down at the YMCA. <laughs> I was shocked at how bad they were. What's going on there? You know, I, you know, it's interesting because Leonard Hamilton, who, you know, I've known for years, I mean, I knew when I was a student reporter, um, is a guy who recruits a lot of like long athletic guys, but they never look at offensively, Shane. I, I, you know, I don't, I've never seen, uh, or very rarely have seen a Florida State team that looks fluid offensively, but what they do is they muck it up. I mean, they have, they, you know, Leonard Hamilton recruits these long athletic guys. They get in the passing lanes and that uh, just play really tough, hard defense. Um, but I think he's, I think he's under man, you know, they're under man right now, but uh, I'll be curious to see when every, everything gets right there. Um, if, if they can kind of turn around and make a little bit of run in the a ACC. Um, but uh, right now, yeah, it's, it's definitely a mess over there. Ruzoga State Farm Office is a team of dedicated insurance professionals ready to help life go right with the right insurance options for you and your family. Visit OgreInsurance.com. Give them a call at 352-240-1779. Speaking with Kevin Brockway on the Titan MR Highline, he's from the Gainesville Sun covering the Gators. Um, let's switch. Well, first of all, before we switch gears to football, I, I like, you know, during the holidays when they have that Feast Fest or Feast Week or whatever the heck it's called, you, you know, you're just flipping on the channels, basketball's on all day long. I think right now, just and I don't know a whole lot about basketball, but my eyes tell me the Arkansas Razorbacks are the best team in the league. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, Ar well, Tennessee looked really good this week, too. 
Um, you know, they went to the Bahamas and won that tournament. I think they're going to be pretty tough again this season, uh, you know, with uh, some of their guards. But I, I really like what Arkansas, that, that was really a classic matchup of Creighton. They were going back and forth there um, and, uh, you know, came up a little short in that matchup and then beat San Diego State in overtime. So you, you've got a lot of, you know, Auburn is, play, is playing pretty well right now. You know, I, I wouldn't count out Bruce Pearl and, and what they do, and that's going to be Florida's first uh, SEC game on the road. Um, and uh, and we'll see about Kentucky. Kentucky still has Shibway. They could get themselves righted right now. But uh, I, I'd have to say Arkansas, this is another chance. And, uh, you know, the, the job that, uh, you know, Eric Musselman has done there, um, you know, two straight elite eights, um, he's, he's got that program at, at, at a really nice level right now. Um, speaking of all those holiday tournaments, it, it doesn't seem like – I know Florida played in the Battle of Atlantis a couple years ago, but – um, whether it was Mike White or when Billy was here or now Todd Golden, it just doesn't seem like we participate in a lot of those. And, and coaches have their own reasons. But I feel like, you know, you look at all the teams that make deep runs year in and year out, they probably like this because you play in so many games in a row, it kind of gives you a feel of March Madness. Plus, I think it's cool to go to Hawaii and to, you know, Cancun and all these different places that have these tournaments. Do you see Florida under Todd Golden? start to play in more of these holiday tournaments? Yeah, you know, and I think they have in the past. I think they did under Billy, certainly. Um, I remember going to Atlantic City one year when they upset Michigan State. That was pretty was cool. that Was that a – was that a – was that a, 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 a like, three-game tournament or a one – I know they have those deals up in, like, um, where the Brooklyn Nets play, but that's not really a tournament. It's like four teams and you play, like, one game. Atlantic I, I just don't remember us going to many of these tournaments for some reason. Atlantic Maybe City is a – Atlantic City was a two-gamer. Las Vegas was a two-gamer. I covered that back in 2007, the year after they won the national championship, and they lost to Kansas. I think the bigger story is sometimes they don't do well in those tournaments, but I think what those tournaments do, Shane, is they expose some things. They kind of you know, uh, show you what you need to work on against higher-level co caliber competition. I think that certainly that's probably how Todd Golden is going to spin it today. He's going to say, look, this is what we need to learn and grow from. Um, and, uh, and, and it gives you, you know, Ken Palm, RPI points, uh, net points, uh, that you're going to need. Uh, I looked at, um, Florida right now, they're 60 in Ken Palm. They were hovering around 40 before the tournament began. So they've slipped a little, but, um, there's still time, obviously, in the season to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, move up to, to bump up. But yeah, you'd like to see. I, I think those tournaments are, you know, they, they call them MTEs, mid level exception tournaments. Um, you'd like to see them. Uh, continue to compete in these tournaments and, uh, you know, get some good, uh, you know, and I, and I know that Todd Golden also is going to be, uh, and his staff are going to be pretty involved in the schedule and going forward as well. Yeah. All right. Switch gears to football. I just want to get your, the season's over. Uh, we don't know what bowl we're going to now. Just your overall thoughts on, did the season play out the way you thought? Was it worse or better? You know, I thought a little bit worse. I thought maybe they get seven and eight wins, Shane. But here's the thing, and you know, everyone's talking about the quarterback, and I, people in Florida like to talk about offense, Shane. You know that from the Spurrier. I think you hit it on the head when I listened to you on the radio, and one of the things that I wrote, I think this front seven was not SEC caliber. I think it was exposed really badly throughout the season in terms of you know giving up run yards, giving up yards to quarterbacks. I think that's what, you know, and, and Betrell Miller is a nice player. Amari Bernie had a nice season, right? You know what I mean? But even they had limitations. And I think that's 
you know, you, you talk about an area to, to address. I mean, I think that's what you need to address because I guess when I left here three years ago, what the problem was, you know, bef- even before Dan Mullen, you know, we, we had these great defensive teams that couldn't score. Now we have these great scoring teams that can't defend. And <laughs> I think that that's my takeaway is they've got to get some dudes on defense. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think the only good thing that came out of this year defensively is I really think Antoine Powell-Rylan is a really good football player. He plays really hard. He can rush the passer. I don't know what year he is on the on the uh, uh, his eligibility, but when Bryn Cox got booted off the team, that allowed this kid to really play, and he plays hard. I, I just like the yeah. way he plays. No, um, I agree. And I agree. He gets the, he and Shamar James, I think are two guys that you can kind of build around there, but they, they need more dudes, you know, and I, I, you know, let's face it. Trevon Dexter was a big disappointment this year. Uh, You were expecting more from him and more plays from him. And, you know, if if he comes back, they got to get him righted and, and they've got to figure some things out in that front seven because, uh, you know, the SEC is a line of scrimmage league, Shane. It always has been. And I think that, you know, while the offensive line certainly was the strength of this team, the defensive line, I thought, was was a glaring weakness. So uh, how many players would you guess that Billy Napier and the staff take out of the portal? I would say probably in the neighborhood of maybe 10 to 20. And, um, you know, depending on how many. I saw Avery Helm left yesterday, right? So that opens up another spot. and. There's going to be plenty more behind them, but I would really, you know, I, I, you know, people want to talk about the quarterback and stuff. And that's all fine and good, but I would try to find a few dudes in that front seven, a few guys that can step in right away and be really good players. Because you know, you mentioned Powell Ryland, and and I think you know Billy's you know recruited a lot of very good you know defensive linemen. He's identified as a weakness, but those guys are going to need time to develop. So you need kind of a stopgap there and guys in that front seven that are going to be able to to step in and perform, I think. Yeah, got to go find some some interior defensive linemen, some linebackers especially. Um, but we, we need some guys like John Grenard, those type of guys that can come in that have played at a, a decent level and performed that can come help us immediately. So, Kevin, good stuff as always. Let everybody know how they can um, follow your work. Yeah, Gatorsports.com uh, and at Twitter, Kevin Brockway, G1. Appreciate your time, my man. All right. Thank you, Shane. That's Kevin Brockway from the Gainesville Sun. Join us on the Titan MRI hotline. Take a final time out. Come back wrap up this Tuesday edition. We want to take this moment to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. Our premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Titan MRI, Gainesville's only locally owned and operated MRI facility. Melden Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Peachland Dental, Gator Nation's first choice for dentistry in Port Charlotte. Comfort Temp, comfort is our business, peace of mind is our promise. QC Kinetics, live pain-free with QC Kinetics. Our gridiron sponsors are Auto ER, UF Bookstores, Celebration Point Town Center, Chris Doring Mortgage, Silverback Concrete Co., Ruse Ogre, State Farm Insurance, Doreen Weeby Realtor Caldwell Banker M.M. Parish. Our touchdown sponsors are Campus USA Credit Union, Adams Rib Company, Gator Dominoes, Celebrate Primary Care, Gator Bait Media, Okito America, Style Cuts, Ironwood Golf Course, Big Mills Cheesesteaks, MB Listing, McDonald's of Gainesville, 
84 Lumber, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Avra and Smith, Dowling Signs, Baker's Sporting Goods, Silver Cube Billiards and Sports Bar. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, visit potupwithshane.com and click the advertise button. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the show. If you like what we are doing here, make sure you follow us and support the businesses that support us. Welcome back to the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Chris Doring Mortgage, they do mortgage lending right, helping home buyers throughout Gainesville and North Central Florida. Call Chris Doring Mortgage today at 352-244-0840. I want to thank Buddy Martin and Kevin Brockway for joining us. Uh, Tomorrow's program, we'll have JC and Mike Morgan. Thursday, we'll have Brent Beard and we'll have Frank Frangie, the voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big win for the Jags. Talk a little NFL. Now that college football's winding is, is over, uh, we still got the championship games. We'll, we'll talk college ball all year long, but kind of dip into the NFL. At Comfort Temp, comfort is our business. Peace of mind is our promise. Give Comfort Temp Heating and Air a call today at 352-376-2366. This Day in Sports brought to you by the good folks at Comfort Temp. In 1934, the Chicago Bears beat the Detroit Lions 19 to 16 in the first NFL game that was broadcast nationally. That was in 1934. I don't know if we had anybody watching the program around back then. Um, but uh, that's going to do it back for today. Um, yeah, the portal will be heating up. You actually can go, <clears throat> there's a website where you can go and see who's in the portal, uh, see who's on your wish list, uh, but it will be interesting to see how that all plays out. I think players are going to be going all over the place, all around the country. It's going to be a mad house. It's going to be crazy. Uh, that's why I don't know how these college football coaches do it these days. Um, the days of kids staying there three or four years are over, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see. We'll see who the Gators go get. Uh, we do know we have needs at every position on this football team. And uh, you got to trust your coaches that they will get good players. And uh, keep your fingers crossed that uh, they're the ones you want. I uh, hope you had a great day out there, folks. Uh, enjoy the soccer match, game, whatever they call it, today. Hopefully the U.S. can find a way to win and advance. Um, they should from what people tell me, but you never know. It's sports. Crazy things happen. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.